Now, to deliver the most famous words in motorsports, the star of the movie Ghost Rider, Nicolas Cage. Gentlemen, start your engines. Podcast Tyler Head Dalton Olinex with you as always for the first time in 2023. And uh, once that calendar flips over to the new year, time just starts taking off. We are right at a month away from the Daytona 500, less than two weeks away now from the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. The season's going to be here before we know it. And I guess we'll blink and we'll be at a Phoenix in November crowning another champion. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny. We've obviously took a little time off for the holidays and got into the new year and had to wait for a little bit of news to to mm-hmm. get one of these podcasts going. But, um, yeah, it feels like I, I thought I think it was earlier today or yesterday that, you know, Rodney Childers was saying that, you know, a week from now, cars will be loaded onto the, the trucks and headed west to the Coliseum. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's exciting. It's, um, you know, there's there's a lot. Of a lot of positives with the NASCAR world right now, and um, I'm ready to just kind of start it and see what happens. Well, you mentioned Rodney Childers. That's the perfect place to start because his driver, Kevin Harvick, announced that 2023 was going to be his last full-time season in the Cup Series. He'll step away from the four car at the end of the season. We knew his retirement was somewhere on the horizon, you know, uh, within these next handful of years, most likely going to transition to the TV role, but, you know, when you look at you know, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson from a full-time basis, like this is another huge name that is stepping away. That's 60 wins of championship in 2014. Obviously, you know, the legacy of him taking over for Dale Earnhardt back in 2001, this is a pivotal key to NASCAR's success and growth in this millennium. Um, and, you know, we're only going to get him for 36 more races now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we knew it was coming at some point in time. And, and obviously the, the rumor was that his contract expired at, at the end of the 23 season and that he'd hang it up and head to the booth. And, um, you know, whether he whether he ends up in the booth or not next year, maybe he takes a year or two off. Um, it's been a heck of a career for him. And, and I you know, I think I think he's one of those guys when when Jimmy Johnson retired in um few years ago he obviously he went out struggling at the end mm. um harvick's kind of done the same not not as bad um and i one of the things harvick said at that point in time is you know i, I don't think you'll recognize how much you'll miss that guy until he's gone yeah and i think it's kind of the thing for harvick i think that he's just kind of the elder statesman that that just like him or not he just he, he knows the sport he understands it um and it's you will miss you know we'll miss some of that next year yeah there's one thing you could never accuse kevin harvick of being and that was vanilla he was quite a personality yeah. you know he was more of a hothead in his earlier years and certainly cooled off you know as he as he as he achieved that veteran you know status over these past several years but yeah such an important part of nascar just in general and and you know i, I kind of base the um weight of news on in the NASCAR on if I see it on ESPN and it was on the bottom ticker of ESPN, like all day long when he announced his retirement, like that kind of tells you the level of, 
announcement this is. And that's certainly giving me a big piece, you know, missing from the cup series in 2024. Well, I mean, in, in, like you just rattled off some guys that, you know, within probably the past five, 10 years have retired and, you know, legends of the sport. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things with Kevin Harvick is he's a champion, you yeah. know, and, and there's not a ton of them, you know, in the field, it, it's hard to do. And, you know, you lose a champion. Like when you say championship caliber driver, he's one of those guys. Yeah. And uh, you lose him at the end of this year. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see who takes over that four car. Rodney Childers said unless he wins the lottery, he'll be back um, as long as they'll have him. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see kind of the transition that Stuart Haas Racing goes through, you know, post Harvick. Well, and, you know, I think we've kind of let this fall to the back of our minds, but it's very likely that Eric Almarola could retire relatively soon, too, maybe even after this year. Yeah. We know he had the plans to retire after this past season, whether it was the Smithfield stuff or, you know, just Tony Stewart and Gene Haas convincing him to come back. He decides he's going to return for, um, you know, 2023, but it's very likely the four and the 10 car could be open in 2024. And, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit. When you look at the pipeline of Ford talent right now, not a whole lot there. I mean, you have Zane Smith, who's with Front Row, uh, you know, in the Truck Series, and is going to run some Cup Series races this year. You know, you assume they're going to want to hold on to him to build the future of their Cup program. But, you know, if I'm Tony Stewart, if I'm Gene Haas, like I'm doing everything I can to get that kid in one of these cars next year, again, assuming that both these rides become available. Um, some other names have been floated out there. Ross Chastain, I, I'm, I guess – he only had a short-term deal signed with uh, Trackhouse Racing, um, and until that gets extended, he's a free agent at the end of the season. Um, you know, it's kind of well, when you talk about losing Harvick and Almirola, that's two veteran guys. And I know Ar- Almirola hasn't had nearly the success that Kevin Harvick has, but he's been around for a long, long time, and there's value in that. Because um, as of right now, if both those guys left at the end of the season. You have Ryan Priest, who's you know been around for a while, but hasn't had a lot of success in the cup series necessarily and chase briscoe who's entering just his third full-time season like do you want to be a team of a bunch of guys 30 or under or right around 30 probably not you want to be able to bring in some kind of veteran presence there but it'll be interesting to see what um you know Stuart haas racing decides to do to fill one if not both of those uh cars next year yeah i mean th- I, I think obviously the logical one would be zane smith but like you said he you know he's it's kind of in with um, front row, so it's like, okay, they, they probably don't want to let him go, um, you know. And then again, it's it's a desire. I know they've struggled the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't, you know, as an organization, haven't been as dominant as they were uh, maybe over the past five years as a whole. But it's still a well-run organization. It's still one of the premier teams in the sport. Yeah. Somebody. Is somebody's gonna somebody's gonna go that job and, and really strike gold yeah well one thing i'm interested to see is you know obviously we know that smithfield had the ties to eric almarola um and it served him as his main sponsor for you know a decade now you know what's going to happen with bush what's going to happen with you know um like mobile one like are these sponsors going to stay with Stuart haas racing and can you know, be there for whoever this next driver is, or, you know, is that next driver going to have to bring some of their own sponsorship money? Cause that's obviously going to be a, a really, really big X factor. And, and, you know, you hate that those things factor into cup series rides. Cause usually we only kind of worry about that stuff in, you know, the Xfinity series and the truck series. But um, you know, if you lose a big sponsor like Bush, you know, if they just decide, Hey, we're just going to 
stick with being a premier partner. We don't want to sponsor a car anymore. Like that'd be a pretty big blow to a team that's already going to be funding a lot of the 41 season out of its own pocket as it has done for several years now. Um, you know, you just got to imagine that the sponsorship could become an issue. Well, and that may be, and you know, with the way these charter prices are, I would be shocked to see it, but yeah. maybe they sell one or two charters. Maybe they drop down yeah. to a two car team with a car team. That's certainly an option. Uh, you do have an Xfinity series driver that has a boatload of money, but I don't think anybody's rushing to see him in a cup car just yet. Right. That being said, apparently he's going to be driving the 15 car for Rick Ware at the uh, super speedway races. Yeah, which I mean that'll be a de facto Stuart Haas car, but sure. And, and again, it's you know it's a Rick Ware car. It's Super Speedway races for one offs. That's you know that's one thing. Him getting signed for a full time ride in twenty twenty four is a bit of a different story that I just don't think he's proven himself for. Yeah, but I don't know. That's going to be something to watch as as the season goes along to see how you know Stuart Haas maneuvers this and you know just kind of I I like. I like when a guy like Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon announced this before the season where we can fully appreciate that final season of theirs. You know, they can be honored at the tracks. They can get special gifts and whatnot. You know, I, I'm glad they don't take the Carl Edwards route and just say, Hey, I'm done. You're never going to yeah. hear me again. Like, you know, yeah. I agree completely. And look, they have the right to do it however they want to. Sure. You know, um, but I, I, I do really appreciate the fact that, like, they do announce ahead of time because, like, I remember um, when Jimmy announced it was his final season, um, obviously, like, COVID hit. And, you know, I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was beside myself because I was like, I'm never going to see this guy race again. And then yeah. when Bristol announced that we could go to the night race, like, I remember watching that night just thinking, wow, this might be the last time yep. I ever see him. You know, and it's just, it's the thing is like, they don't owe the fans anything. No. Okay, they don't. But it, it, it's nice. And he was on, um, I don't know if you've listened to it or not, but he was on um, Corey LaJoy's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good. And that's one thing he talked about was, you know, the reason why they wanted to announce it so early was so, you know, fans could kind of make plans. Like, you know, right. if you're a big Kevin Hart fan and you were like, well, I don't really know if I want to go to a race this year. Now you can. Now you can make things happen. And um, I think it's the right way to do it for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, speaking of Jimmy Johnson, that's a perfect transition to our next topic. We obviously knew he was going to come back on a part-time basis this year. Um, we found out his number. It's going to be 84. And we found out the name of the team that was formerly Petty GMS. Now it is Legacy Motor Club. Um, maybe not a home run on a team name. I under I understand what they're trying to do with it. Um, maybe could a little bit been a little bit better, but you know, I guess it'll grow on us. I would rather went with like PJGMS or something. I mean, just yeah, it, yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't flow. It it seems very Formula One fancy. Like yeah, it it it's weird. I mean, and I guess with time, because like, I thought one of the dumbest ones in recent history was Trackhouse. I thought that was stupid. And now I'm like, it's not terrible. I don't hate it. Yeah, it grows on you. And it kind of fits what they do as kind of an alternative to the other teams. So I understand it. Um, yeah, Legacy Motor Club. Maybe it'll grow on us, but it, to me, it just kind of sounds like a used car dealership. Yeah, I mean, again, I understand the 
the reasoning behind it, but I don't necessarily love it. Well, uh, if you want to put on your tinfoil hat, here's something for you. You call it Legacy Motor Club. That opens up the possibility if Dale Earnhardt Jr. ever wanted to join the Cup Series, here's an avenue to uh, jump in on. There you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Let the speculation begin. But uh, again, obviously, you know, we don't know what all of his races are going to be. We know he's going to attempt the Daytona 500, probably, you know, four or five other races. I, I'd imagine, you know, he'd hit the Crown Jewels, Coke 600, Southern 500. I did see he's not going to run the All-Star race, which is a little bit surprising because you figure that would have been right in his wheelhouse there. Um, but no, I'm, in I'm interested to see what race he decides to choose, uh, you know, for this year. And uh, big news that came out, I guess, was it earlier today or yesterday that, Todd Gordon is actually going to be his crew chief. Gordon, of course, had all the success with Joe Logano and winning his championship in um, 2018, and he decided to step away from the full-time crew chiefing role, um, now jumping in with Jimmy Johnson. And, you know, you want to talk about a guy that's had a lot of success and, you know, one of the better crew chiefs of the past 10 years, Todd Gordon's that guy. And, um, you know, when you think about Jimmy having to learn this new car and kind of get up to speed with it and, you know, not going to be out there every single week. You want to have an established crew chief that's going to help you out as much as he can. Um, I think Todd Gordon's a great pairing. Yeah, it's really, I mean, I mean, obviously it wasn't going to be Chad Canals, um, you know, I, I, for obvious reasons, but hmm. I, I was hoping it would be, I'd hope it'd be Chad for just like the Daytona five. I mean, again, I knew it wasn't sure. going to be, sure. um, but that'd be cool. But yeah, when I saw that the Todd Gordon, Todd Gordon pairing, it just made a lot of sense. It made just made a lot of sense. Yeah. And again, that is assuming that Todd Gordon is going to be involved with the team as a whole. Um, and when you look at, you know, Eric Jones, Noah Gregson, like there's a lot of young talent on that team. And, you know, we've seen what Dave Ellens has been able to do um, with uh, Eric Jones, in the 43 car, Luke Lambert coming over with, Noah Gregson on the 42 car, like having that again, established crew chief that's been there and had a lot of success is only going to help that team out as a whole. I've said this already. I think they're both going to be in contention for wins this year and uh, in contention for the playoffs. And, you know, hopefully that means Jimmy Johnson's going to have some good cars under him for, you know, whatever races he decides to run. Yeah, I agree. So um, with Jimmy driving in the uh, 84 car for the, uh, Daytona 500, which, which, by the way, like, how do you feel about the 84 thing? It's it, it seems like the most obvious choice, flipping the number around. If you can't get 48 from Alex Bowman, it'll be a little bit weird. Um, but I saw a couple of different options thrown out there, like 44, 49. Just like to me, 84 makes the most sense of, of what was available. Yeah, yeah I, I'm indifferent to it. I mean, it, it's going to be weird seeing him in anything other than the 48. Like, that's just got to happen. You know, you can't run like. 48-1 yeah. you know it, it doesn't work like that so you, you can do it, the it, uh, you can do the dirt racing thing and do like 48 jj or something you could you could i don't think nascar would go for that though no um speaking of entries for the daytona 500 we learned this one kind of out of left field a little bit uh last week travis pastrana going to attempt the daytona 500 with 2311 racing in the 67 car which is going to be a third part-time entry for the 2311 team not you know obviously this is cool for Travis Pastrana but I'm more intrigued with what other races the 67 car might run and who might be in them like that kind of opens up another window here as we know that you know Denny Hamlin said in the past he wants to eventually become a four-car powerhouse team like you know everybody else and um, you want know, to talk about growing fast they're essentially adding a, a new car every single year now 
Well, and they're they're building their facility too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 making big moves, and um, you know, I, I I think this is okay. First off, Travis Pastrana probably wouldn't have been the driver had he got to done it. No. Um, that's the point. But I think this is I think this is the right way to do it. You know, you you have one car, you bid to two. Let's try three on a part time basis and see how mm-hmm. that goes. Um, you know, if that goes well, maybe you go three full time cars next year. Yeah. You know, maybe you try four part time car or three full time, one part time next year. You know, maybe by the time we roll into twenty twenty five, you're you know full time with four cars in the Cup Series. You know, I think it's the right way to do it. You know, kind of ease yourself in. Sure. Um, low expectations i would assume yeah um you know and just just see what happens well and um i know kurt bush was at the uh, nascar hall of fame the other day and he said that he's not still not fully clear to com- to compete you yeah. know after the concussion thing that happened at pocono which that in of itself is concerning because we're going on like six seven months since that incident occurred um so hopefully he can get back to full health but he did say you know if there's an opportunity me to get back behind the wheel i certainly want to do it and 2311 having a third car on a part-time basis with like an assigned team to that car that denny hamlin says hey if we're gonna run a part-time car we, we want it ready to go whenever it's ready to go um so maybe there's an opportunity for kurt to some run some races later this year i assume somebody like john hunter nemechek may have an opportunity to run some races he obviously has the the relationship with toyota drove the um you know the 45 car in bubba's place last year so certainly an opportunity there but um, well, you know, we're seeing essentially another power team kind of growing right before our eyes, uh, something that yeah. didn't exist three years ago. Yeah. And it, it's just cool too. Cause like, this is what Denny, like, obviously he's still a, a top notch driver mm-hmm. himself, but you know, he's big about looking to the future. He's not going to drive forever. Right. Um, and that's the thing you want. You want these guys, you know, I think of, think of him, I think of Brad Keselowski. I mean, you know, these guys that are nearing the end of their career, mm-hmm. you know, driving, but they have, they want to stay involved with the sport. And like, I think that's healthy, especially for those two. I think, you know, like them or not, they're, they're good for the sport. They have, they're good for the business. They're good for the vision of the sport, what works, what doesn't. And, and to be able to keep those guys around, I think just will continue to kind of keep NASCAR pointing in the right direction. Well, and for as much criticism as the charter system takes, and it look, it's not perfect by any means. Before we had this, we were definitely facing a dilemma of a bunch of these owners that were in their 70s, you know, creeping up on their 80s. And we didn't really know what the future ownership of the sport was going to look like since the charter system. Jeff Gordon's gotten involved with Hendrick Motorsports. Denny Hamlin started a team. Brad Keselowski's jumped on the RFK, uh, um, you know, ship over there. Jimmy Johnson's now a part of Legacy Motor Club. Like we're seeing these guys transition into that ownership role and that's going to be what leads the sport for the next 20, 30 years. And certainly there's more to come. I mean, you got a guy like Kevin Harvick could get involved with something. Um, there's a litany of guys. Dale Hart Jr. could obviously still come up with cup series. Like there's so many opportunities um, for these guys to become cup series owners. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you have a tangible thing that has value as a cup series owner now, because it used to be, you're going to throw all this money into it. You're going to build a shop, you know, build the cars, all this stuff. And if you decide you don't want to race in the cup series anymore, you're going to sell all the stuff for pennies on the dollar and, you know, have nothing to show for it. Now you have this tangible charter, which again is getting up there in the tens of millions of dollars. That if you say, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to sell it. You have something that you can sell and get your money back from. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, there's, um, 
you know, when I think it was this off season that Dell Jr. had Denny Hamlin on his podcast, mm-hmm. Dell Jr. downloaded. That was one of the things they discussed was the the price of the charter. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the big question mark for a lot of people. And, you know, will it come back down to earth or will it, you know, continue to rise in price? You know, it's kind of TBD. But I think the sport's in a healthy spot. You know, like you said, beer that we're going to have all these old owners and, you know, what's going to happen when when they all pass the torch on to somebody else. But we're in good hands. I I really I really think so. Absolutely. Uh, So with that Pastrana announcement, as of right now, we have five open cars for the Daytona 500. Obviously, Jimmy in the 84, Pastrana in the 67. Um, Chandler Smith's going to attempt in the 13 car for college racing. Zane Smith is still listed as being a entry for front row we just don't know the number yet and uh austin hill driving a 62 car for beer motorsports and we talked about this before we started recording you know while it's not 44 45 cars like maybe we were hoping these are good quality cars that are either a part of a power team or have close ties to a power team and you know it's cool when greg biffle comes and runs the 44 car or you know the money team shows up with kaz Grala or something like that but these are all cars that if they make the show, at least have a decent shot at being competitive for the win. And that to me, again, only as of right now, only one car would be going home. But still, you know, these are going to be good cars that are going to make the duels very, very intriguing. And one good, strong car is going to be sitting on the outside looking in, having watched the Daytona 500 from home. And again, while it's not the, the volume that we quite wanted, it is good quality cars. Um, and I'm excited for that. So, well, I think in an event like this, you want quantity anyway. Yeah. Well, and I love the fact that Johnson, Pastrana, you know, these are two big names for different reasons, obviously, but Daytona 500 yeah. is already a big event. But that to me just adds even more value when you have these big names that are either not full time drivers or, you know, coming out of retirement, so to speak, because that just makes the event seem bigger because it shows that these guys want to run it. Um, I don't know if Elio Castroneves can still getting a ride within this next month, it's looking more doubtful than anything else. But, um, you know, the fact that he's interested and wants to run, maybe he runs in 2024, who knows? Um, but, you know, that that to me just heightens the level of the event even more that you're, you're bringing in these big names to run it. Yeah. A couple of pieces of small news just kind of through the other series. Landon Castle not going to be returning to the, to the 10 car full-time for Colleague Racing, the Xfinity Series. I think we kind of saw this coming. The Voyager cryptocurrency that sponsored him last year ended up going under kind of like halfway through the season. I'm surprised that he was able to finish out the year. Um, But for Landon Castle, you know, he hasn't won, but he takes care of his stuff. He's a likable guy, kind of a fan favorite. Like you want, you like to see him get opportunities. It's just unfortunate that the, you know, he finally gets a a sponsor that can get him in a good ride and it unfortunately falls through. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is like, you know, if, if every good guy in the sport got a good car, then every car in the field be for the most part, be a good car. That That's what's a bummer is like, you know, he's not a, he's not a pay for his seat kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a bummer, but it's part of the business. Yep. And down in the truck series, uh, Haley Deacon going to be joining Thor sport uh, as she, um, you know, uh, what was David Gilliland racing uh, is transforming into Tricon Garage, another name that I'm still going to have to get used to. Um, but Deegan, uh, you know, staying with the Ford camp, going to uh, Thor Sport Racing. 
And, uh, you know, I think this is a big opportunity for her. You know, we, we've seen her drive in good equipment, but this is winning equipment, championship level equipment. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that she is taking the time to steadily work her way up the ladder. I think this is a big make or break year for her to see if she, you know, has what it takes to continue to climb. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I, I think this is a sink or swim type of year. And, and, you know, whether or not, I mean, I would be very shocked if she fit, like if there are two openings in Stuart Haas, if she filled one of them. But stranger things have happened. You know, if she goes out and has a big year in trucks, maybe they throw her in it. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'd be very sure that happened. But, yeah, it's one of those. It's It's been, you know, it's been a disappointing couple of years for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now it's, you know, you, you want to, um, you know, you want to figure out kind of what you got. I mean, you're, you're going to be putting great equipment, figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excited, excited to see what she does with that. The, uh, just excited in general that the Craftsman Truck Series is returning. Still think know, that's it, just, cool. it just seems right. It's just right. A uh, couple more minutes here. Uh, we'll get another show in before the clash next weekend. We'll do all the previewing for that. But, uh, you know, as we close in on the clash here in just about two weeks, I don't have the same level of hype that I had about it last year, obviously, because we've already done it once. We kind of know what this is going to look like. But, um, you know, excited for the season to get going. And uh, hopefully we get treated to another good show here in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It was last year. It was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be racing on a football field, you know. Um, and this year it's just kind of like, nah, okay, we'll do it again. Um, and I'll, I'll watch every minute of it and I'll probably enjoy every minute of it as well. But, sure. uh, it just does, <clears throat> excuse me, it doesn't have that same kind of excitement. That's, I was joking with my dad yesterday. I was like, I was like, you know, it would be nice if like they put it at like Sanford Stadium or something. I was like, put it there. I'd, I'd be thrilled. I'd buy a ticket. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I think I think moving it around. If I still wish it was in Daytona, I'm kind of pure. So I wish it was in Daytona. But if it's not going to be in Daytona, move it around. Yeah, yeah. You certainly don't want to make it stale. And the fact that you've shown that you can put a racetrack pretty much anywhere now, um, you know, hopefully in 2024 we do see a different venue for it. But again, excited to see it in the in the Coliseum again this year, and um, you know, kicking things off. We'll, we'll go clash we'll go super bowl and then it's right into the daytona 500 and speed week now not speed weeks but uh we're about to hit the ground running here yeah before you know it so we'll uh we'll make these consistent week to week uh starting now i guess and uh you know, yeah we'll full steam ahead of the end of the year in phoenix yep so for this episode of the sg podcast thanks so much for listening for don't Mall next i'm tyler head thanks so much we'll catch you next time